You grab the blanket, girl, I grab the beer. I know a spot not far from here. A little place only four-wheel drives can go. Hey, everybody, this is Jay with the Back Porch with Jay and Brandon. And... We've got another great episode with Daniel Musgraves. Is that right, hey, Daniel? Yes, sir. How you doing? Daniel doing is good. also from Martin, Tennessee. Uh, I do live there now and have been there for years, but I'm actually from about an hour south of Nashville. Where are you from around there? It's uh, Lewisburg, Tennessee, Marshall County. Well, good deal. Well, I'll tell you what, if you listen to the last episode with Jason Webb, he was also from around the same area, or they played you know, around the same area. And uh, Daniel was actually sitting in with us during that episode, you know, listening in. And him and him and Jason has played together for a while, I think. Is that right? Ooh, yeah. It's been uh, been years or so. I think I discovered Jason and his uh, his band Old Hall back about the time I started writing songs, and I was kind of stalking these guys and <laughs> wanting to uh, wanting to get into that music scene. And that's been um, that's probably about 2005 or 2006, whenever we met up. And uh, we've been trying to get together and play and um, help each other out with little little shows like this as much as possible ever since. I'll tell you what, we're going to go ahead and start off with one of your live songs. Okay. What have you got for us? Uh, this is a newer song. Um, actually, gonna I've been working on it for a long time because I've gotten terribly picky <laughs> about things. and um, No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of grinning with this picky. But um, this is a song called Frank and Jesse Ride Again. All right, well, let's check it out. Well, I read all the stories about laws and lawmen And how the old west was won when I was a child in a once upon a time In a paperback novel When you could still roam these lands Untamed and wild I think it's time we went back to the wild well, Let me be Frank And you can be Jesse We'll hit for those hills And live our own tales Horses are fed and my cap gun is loaded And it's time that we tore down that old dusty trail Into the wild, wild blue Into the wild, wild blue Now did you ever get the feeling you were born too late? That your heyday was over before you'd begun Well, I've had my fill of this concrete river You can't water your horses or bathe in the sun Think it's high time we went on the run Let me be frank and you can be Jesse We'll head for those hills and live our own tales My horses are fed and my cap gun is loaded And it's time that we tore down that old dusty trail 
Into the wild, wild blue Into the wild, wild blue The Jackson, Tennessee area is a hotbed of extremely talented musical performers. Join WNBJ for the Exit 82 Show. You'll see and hear an amazing variety of original music performed by Jackson area talent. Exit 82 airs every Saturday following Saturday Night Live on Jackson's NBC 39. Oh, I really like that song. Thank you. I love that line, feeling like you've been born too late. So you, you think? Know? So you're saying you think it's a keeper? I think it's a keeper. I think if that were a dog, you shouldn't run it off. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I've I've just I always liked it, and it was um, for me to spend this amount of time trying to perfect a song. I, I really believe in it because normally I'll I'll get tired of it and decide I don't like it. You know, halfway through the writing process, and um, that was one that's that I just knew had to be finished. And I'm not even saying it's finished yet. You know, this may be the first version of it. But, you know, to explain that song, I guess it's about um, never really growing up and never really um, forgetting how to have an imagination. When I, uh, when I think about that song, I envision this, uh, this guy or this woman walking out of the front of their office building on Friday afternoon and... Uh, ripping the necktie off and pe- <laughs> I love that and peeling out in their uh, red Mustang to uh, disappear for a weekend of uh, you know robbing trains and living on the <laughs> land you know kind of a Bonnie and Clyde deal. somebody yeah, seen and, me on um, Friday afternoon is what it sounds like <laughs> or you know then again it may uh, it may be about me and my wife going out and you know she's I could be Frank and she could be Jesse right well when you first started playing it 
I was expecting you to say Waylon and Jesse. And whenever I heard the the theme of the music and the way you're picking the guitar, that's what I expected you to say. And and then again, um, <laughs> or you could ignore that, and we could just not talk about it. <laughs> Waylon and Jesse. Okay. Well, we can talk about it. It's, it's, it's cool. <laughs> Well, I, and uh, you know, it's probably more of a poncho and lefty now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. I probably yeah, shouldn't admit go. that because now everybody that hears this is going to be like, well, <laughs> totally a ripoff of the greatest song ever written, you know. But No, no, it's a, it has a completely different feel to it. And you're talking about nostalgia and all these things that people understand. And so many times nostalgia gets cheapened by people, especially in music. Sometimes, you know, we just... It's so easy for, uh, I hate to say, Tim McGraw, but, you know, somebody can just come in and make some song about 50 items that they remember from the 50s and 60s, and then everybody's like, yeah, I miss I miss building log cabins out of, out of Lincoln Logs. Lincoln Log. Well, and, and a lot of times, you know, these are um, writer by committee songs, so you've got yeah. nine different people with nine different childhood memories being exactly. crammed into one, and then you have a figurehead sing it exactly but with that song right there i mean i can i can feel uh what you're talking about and remember growing up playing in the yard with a cap gun acting like i was jesse james i mean i i remember that and that's i don't know there's something different about the way you did that i really like and it. yeah every, you know everybody's been there you know you've uh, you've um you know ran through the woods you know hid from your parents the that's law right. you know oh absolutely you know a lot of times in songwriting, um, rather than write from an emotional place, I consider myself more of a storyteller. And if I'm not writing, I'm reading history and whatnot. And uh, Western history was something that's always fascinated me because nobody was really writing these things down. And these legends were people right. who were uh, basically creating their own legends. You know, like you take... Um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, you know, they uh, they pretty much you knew about them what they wanted you to know. And um, Wild Bill Hickok was another one where they, you know, they claimed that he didn't do hardly anything that he claimed he did. But <laughs> he told enough people that he became a folk hero. And then, you know, my way of thinking was that, you know, why can't I create these characters and make them what I want them to be? It's not much different than Nashville. It's who has the best publicist. You know, it was yeah, whoever was writing um, the best paperback novel about him at the time. Definitely who you know more than um, what you can do. You know, one thing I picked up on during that song was kind of a Marty Robbins sound. Yeah, um, I listen to a lot of Marty Robbins, to be honest with you, but <laughs> Marty Robbins is, I hate to say it, but he's, he's more of a one-trick pony than I intend to be. You know, he's, <laughs> uh, he's a campfire singer. And, I, you know, there's my campfire song for you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before I introduce our special guest today, we've got a special guest DJ, but uh, right before I introduce him, I'm going to, I want to go ahead and let everybody know about your leather work. Um, Daniel has made me a guitar strap and it is absolutely amazing. So I'm going to let Daniel talk a little bit about his, his leather creations and and anybody that may be interested in in talking to him and he he can let you know how to get a hold of him. They're really very beautiful. And they are, I mean, they are some just superb work. I mean... Blazing Blair, she has one. I yeah, think there's. Remember it being on I'm gonna tell you, you know, since, since you've made mine, I've noticed, you know, just some people coming in and out of the studio here of of some of your work. 
yeah, know, Brandon uh, Clifton. Or? I definitely, uh, I definitely got into that Jackson scene, and uh, of course Jason Webb sitting here. He's got one of the, he's yeah. got one of my experimental pieces, and I keep begging to get it back. I was like, dude, I can do that so much better. <laughs> you know, he may just wake up, but it may, but it may not be as, as special to him as the one no, he's got it, now. No, no, it, it wouldn't be. I just, I just want it to last a whole lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your leather work, and, and then I'm going to introduce our, our special guest DJ today. Okay. Um, I haven't been doing it long, really. I think um, I'm in about my second year of it. And, you know, the first six months of that was uh, studying on the Internet and then compiling a toolbox, you know, because the hardest thing about getting in the leather is, is spending that kind of money because, good Lord, I can wow. tell you these tools, and you know, the stamps are $10 a piece. But anyway, um, what got me... So looking into it was I was wanting a fancier handmade guitar strap and I was studying on these things and seeing what people were charging for their work. The more I looked into it, the more I realized, you know, I can do that. You know, I've been drawing and creating stuff forever. And I said, I can I can do this. And if it works out, I can actually make a little bit at it. So I studied and uh, compiled my tools and um Figured it out just right down to the bare minimum, you know, the least amount of money I could possibly spend to make a guitar strap, and you know, it's gone from there. I've got, I've got several out there crisscrossing the nation here on the back of some pretty hardworking, you know, up and coming musicians, um, and you know, we can talk about them later. Um, if someone wants to find one of your straps or they want to order one from you, yeah, you do your straps custom work. That's right. Yeah, um, I don't ever want to assume what anybody wants, you know. I, like I told Jay as we were um, emailing back and forth that, um, you know, the key to custom is communication. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't cut a, I didn't carve a line until I was sure that was what was going to be fine for Jay. So if I want a panda bear kissing a My Little Pony. Lord, yes, we can do that. And, <laughs> You know, this that, it sounds it sounds very interesting. You know, can we can we can uh, we can start talking about this? Can we, you know, can we make that happen? Once, well, we get, once we get off the air, you know, whenever we get off the air, I'll show you the tattoo that inspired that. I have it right here. Okay, no, okay. I, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I don't really have a panda bear kissing a well, was also My gonna, Little Pony. I was going to say earlier too that uh, you know Daniel don't also. I mean, he don't just do guitar straps. I've seen uh, like knife pouches that he's made knife knife sheaths. Uh, I think I he even made his dad some some chaps. Well, I just decorated those. I don't know the first thing about making a lot of it. Well, like I said, just two years in, um, there's not really anybody around here who does this. You know, it's almost like an apprenticeship kind of a thing where you go hang out at a saddle shop and you learn how to outfit these horses and what fits and stuff. And um, I'm a member of like you know Facebook groups of these leather artisans, and you know those guys will rip you apart when you ask for their opinion <laughs> on on my work and it it makes me mad you know it's like sitting in an art class and somebody grading you in a college course on your creativity everybody's critic well you know and these guys are sitting there with a, with the age old rule book this is how you tool leather you know and my, it's their way or no way my response to that is i'm not sitting down trying to create something that was done in texas 60 years ago i'm out for a signature Right. Every single time. But, you know, guitar straps, I've, I've got the measurements and everything's just down to a T. You know, I can whip them out. Belts, there they are. But, you know, you start right. you start getting into uh, knife pouches and uh, 
stuff like that, you know, you're, you're getting really specific on your measurements. Right, and right. so, you know, I'm not against it. I'm just, I mean, I'm still experimenting. Well, I think on Facebook they can go to, is it muskrat leather? <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> I, and I think I've actually got it set up where you can Google that and find it. Um, Did business pick up after 50 shades of gray? <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, no, because I don't. I don't really have a lot of contacts that uh, that would actually go watch that movie. <laughs> Not to say there's anything wrong with it. I know nothing about it. But well, I tell you what, I'm gonna go ahead and introduce our guest DJ today. Uh, he is the host of a YouTube show called Andy Chat. And if you've never seen Andy Chat, you got to get on YouTube and you got to check it out because it's a great show. With us today is Andy Newman. How are you, Andy? Awesome. Awesome, and Andy is in the studio, and and he's gonna he's gonna talk here and there every once in a while, and we're gonna help promote his show, Andy Chad, and it's it's, it's pretty funny. He's, he's oh, got yeah. some good interviews. He uh, he's had a lot of fun with it. I think that started when we were in the car one day, yeah. and he was fussing about Britain. He just didn't like the country in general. Yeah, and don't like it. <laughs> I just decided really to record like it. it and see what happened. And uh, he went on a rant about people that raise their pinkies when they drink. I tell you what, Daniel. What what you got for us next? Um, this is uh, another newer song. I actually had it worked up with the band, uh, kind of in a uh, kind of a hot paced bluegrass song. But uh, for these purposes, I've broken it down to a solo song. But um, I was actually thinking about it, and you know, leading up to this, and thinking. Uh, well, maybe this is as close as I'm going to get to a protest song. And the more I thought about it, I was like, you've really got to have a stronger opinion on things than I do to write a protest song. So um, I, it's just a uh, passing observation, is to, uh, I guess, is to how awful folks can be sometimes. But um, this is called Lord Have Mercy. And sing your battle song, sing. Call all the banners to the winds of a would be king. For oh, the last thing that you need is another great big war. If you can't keep your eye on the things in your own backyard. Shout and drink and feast Doing just enough to appease that looming beast Pass the buck to a lesser man Laugh about it when you're already dead Go on and drop the hammer But mind that you watch your head This world has no limit. 
stick it out together Don't you dare step toward that light Building foundations on the sand Stuck a war that we cannot win We're laid out on the line We're strung out way too thin Hey Lord have mercy Hey Lord have mercy Lord have mercy This world has none left Brandon Newman from Newman & Webb Law Firm in Trenton, Tennessee. What makes a great musician is what makes a great lawyer, the ability to tell a story. And at Newman & Webb Law Firm, we know how to tell your story. We handle all kinds of litigated cases. That means cases that are handled in court. So if you know someone or if you have a case and you need to speak to an attorney, call Newman & Webb Law Firm in Trenton at 855-2972 or check us out on Facebook because we can tell your story. Wow, that's where we can see how different from Marty Robbins you are. There's well, a completely different sound to that song. It's a really great sound. Well, uh, I can explain that, too. I was actually talking to my wife last night about it, and um, I remember my dad uh, really loving Clint Black when he came out. <laughs> and as Clint Black kept coming out, his songs all sounded the same, and Dad was like, man, he just went from being one of my favorites to just like, <laughs> you know, his blueprint Clint Black song. And right. So, you know, that, that was ingrained in me to try to... Um, Try to always sound different. And, there, and, and sadly, there's a lot of artists like that today. Um, I'm not going to name any names because I don't know, never know who's listening. But uh, but I can name several that when the first two or song, you know, first two or three songs came out that you know I, I was just like, man, this is great. You know, different sound. They've got great lyrics, great music. But then every single thing they put out sounds exactly the same. You know, almost down to the same chords, the same rhythm, the same everything, just right. different words. And when you get to that point, I'm done. I, I can't, I just don't listen anymore. I just lose interest. And in case he's listening, sorry, Clint, Clint Black, <laughs> Dad, Dad's opinion, not mine. <laughs> Andy, what did you think of the last song? I loved it. I really did. It was, sounded like a great song. Well, I'm going to leave now because... Um, you want to go play on the back porch? Yep. All right. All right, Andy's going to go play. See ya. We appreciate you we being appreciate here. You dropping by today. Thank you, Andy. To, Thank you. Nice to meet you. Nice to see you guys. It was nice to meet you guys. See ya. <laughs> you know what? You'll do anything for your kids. <laughs> what song do you have for us next? I'll tell you what. Let's, let's play a recorded song. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. We've got a song called Mississippi River, Don't You Rise. And, um,. This is with my my band, former band, the uh, Do Right Daddies. Came out on our second album called Blue Americana Folk Rock Grass, which is a uh, genre that we we coined and created. And it was uh, at least you catch it succinct. Yeah, and it was funny because um, we got a headlining spot over at Discovery Park in Union City, and uh, you know they've got their big. Uh, what do you call it? The light marquee where it scrolls. Right. And 
there's my name on this thing, and it's got the word Blue Americana Folk Rock Grass on it. <laughs> and it, uh, it comes out in the Union City paper there. You know, the article's right next to a picture of Charlie Daniels, and it's bigger than Charlie's, you know, and it's, you know, says Blue Americana Folk Rock Grass in the paper there. and. Did you frame that? Because if that, I've, I've got a frame. stack of them, man. I, I got somebody to rob a machine for me, and, <laughs> and somebody that lived over that way, and um, we're covered up in newspapers now. Did you send Frank and Frank and Jesse out? Uh, well, actually, hadn't uh, that one. This is the first time that song's been been okay, played in in the current form. I've tried it in small places, but um, anyway. This is uh, Mississippi River, Don't You Rise. All right, well, here we go. Colorado was nice, but I can't afford to rest. Mississippi River, don't you rise. I'm ten hours ahead of a Rocky Mountain sunset. Mississippi River, don't you rise. Making my way to that western bank My bell, she waits on the other side It's raining hard in the north And Memphis is dry Mississippi River, don't you ride Hey, Mississippi River, don't you ride Oh, my stars, those skies are gonna fall Mississippi River, don't you rise That muddy flood water's gonna come and wash us all Mississippi River, don't you rise I'm making my way to that western bank My belt, she waits on the other side It's raining hard in the north And Memphis is dry Mississippi River, don't you rise Hey, Mississippi River, don't you rise Through 10,000 storms, her light will always shine Mississippi River, don't you rise I'll swim if I must just to keep by my side Mississippi River, don't you rise Making my way to that western bank My belt, she waits on the other side It's raining hard in the north And Memphis is dry Mississippi River, don't you ride Hey, Mississippi River, don't you ride Mississippi River, don't you rise. Hey, Mississippi River, don't you rise. Hey, Mississippi River, don't you rise. 
All right, and we're back. And that was another great song from Daniel. And Daniel, you you, you talked about that you you've you've played you know at a lot of places around town. And what what would be one of your favorite places? Um, we've uh, we've always had a very warm reception at the uh, downtown tavern in Jackson, and you know it it's the closest uh, feeling like a home venue I can get to outside right. of where i live and you know truthfully it's uh, much better than any venue i can run across where i live but um we've uh, i've always enjoyed playing discovery park in union city um they've got a really good atmosphere there you know and you know stand outside a replica illinois central train or actually, it's a real train. It's just a replica right. station, you know, and be sitting there between two lines of uh, Illinois Central and playing your songs, you know, it makes you makes you really want to play a train song. So hopefully you've got them when you get there. There you go. You know, and, and one thing I've thought about, too, out there, I, I don't know if they would allow you to do this, but, Daniel, I think that would be a great spot for a, for a music video. Um, you know. It, it, since that uh, since that train was put there, I've noticed an influx of uh, local bands getting their picture taken by the caboose or the engine, you know, and I, I recognize it for what it is, you know. It's like, uh, you know, we may uh, we may find a spot of that train to get a picture, a music video taken that hasn't been hasn't, hasn't been, been used. Taken, yeah, hadn't been used yet. But um, well, one thing about it out there at the Discovery Park, you know, you've kind of got the little town set up out there, so. You know, you could use that as a whole scene, uh, going in and out of the train depot. You know, you've got the church, you've got the barbershop and, and things like that. So it's almost like a little Mayberry set up right there. Yeah, um, we actually uh, set up and played on the front porch of the uh, Davy Crockett cabin there one day, you know. And oh, wow, that's cool. They roped it off, you know. That really wasn't uh, to the times, you know, to have a, <laughs> you know, that strip of rope up there and all this mechanical equipment. But... Uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, they thought, well, this, these are some old-timey folks, and, you know, <laughs> we sneak an electric guitar up there. And <laughs> We know we ask everybody that comes on the show this, but what was you influenced by, and what made you pick the guitar up and learn it? Ooh, really long story, and I'll try to keep it as short as <laughs> I can, but um, it was, uh, you know, Dad's, Dad's record collection, his vinyl, was the earliest memory I have of music. Or thereabouts, you know, there was a, he had a really nice collection and it took me a while to figure it out. But I remember when I was a kid, you know, there was a Johnny Cash at San Quentin. Uh, he had a lot of uh, nitty gritty dirt band that I really liked and uh, a lot of Linda Ronstadt, you know. And uh, there was a John Hartford, uh, steam powered aeroplane. You know, I, I played that record until the, uh, the grooves were gone. And, um, you know, after that, I had to suffer through the 90s country scene, you know, where everything, every time I got in the car, you know, it was this 90s country. And um, just one day, it just it just made me sick, you know. I couldn't handle it anymore. I was like, even at that age, I realized the cookie-cutterness of it, Right. I guess, if that's the way to put it. And, yeah. Um, of course, I did as every teenager will do. I rebelled against <laughs> what I'd listened to. Uh, I got into a lot of uh, rock and roll and a lot of listened to a lot of jam bands and stuff like right. that. 
And then uh, one day I just decided to buy a guitar and start, I, you know, I'd listened to it and it was about to like the leather work. I thought I can do this, you know, to uh, make those sounds. And uh, I bought a $90 guitar at a pawn shop where the action was about an inch and a half off the neck, you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I still have wrist problems from learning how to play that guitar, you know, and just hitting it like six hours a day. And um, I, I couldn't. To Scott Bumpus one night, one of the things someone was asking him, you know, hey, I want to go buy a guitar for my kid. What should I do? And Scott had a really good statement of that. He said, well, do you want him to play forever or do you just want him to play for a couple of weeks? Exactly. And the person said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, if you want them to keep on playing, go buy them a nice guitar that where they can actually touch the frets and get the strings down and, and learn how to do it. Yeah, it, it wasn't long before I was hunting for another one, but it was enough that I, you know, I kind of got started late. I was probably 20 before I decided to play guitar. So, you know, I basically locked myself away, never went anywhere for like four months straight and just hit and hammered this thing. And... um I knew that I wanted to write songs, so I learned three chords and I'm, all, I'm trying to write songs. And didn't really know how to play the guitar well, just trying to make it sound right. And I never could really write, you know, I was writing a lot, I just never knew how it um, came together. Well, the, the one that influenced me the most, <laughs> it's crazy to say this now, but um, I heard Ryan Adams' Heartbreaker yeah. album. And at that moment, I realized that's kind of where I need to be getting, you know, it's away from this rock and roll and this um, jam bands. I said, that's what I need. To, I can write those songs. And that brought flooding back, you know, all the dad's vinyl collection. And, I, you know, I figure out where Ryan Adams' influences came from. So actually, I'm influenced more by his influences than I am Ryan Adams at the moment. You know, I pick up on more every day. Um, you know, I listen to the greats like uh, Guy Clark's one of my favorites. John Prine, of course. You can always say Dylan. Great one to be uh, inspired by, but never influenced by. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at a, you know, so far everybody that we've had on this show, I don't see any reason why any of these artists should not be playing seven nights a week somewhere that's one thing that that bothers me just a little bit is we we have people that come in the studio and man they're awesome you know i've never heard them before but i mean they're just they're great they're very unique and you know there's there's nowhere to go hear them you know as much you know it seems like it's you know the same three or four that that makes their tour and goes around everywhere and that's one thing i wish we could you know somehow work on and, and get out is because, man, there's some great talent, and every single one of them deserves to be out playing somewhere. And the way the Jackson music scene is blowing up right now, I, I believe that just about any, you know, local restaurant, coffee shop, anything like that, if they'd start bringing in live music, they would see their business triple. Well, they're building a restaurant over in Trenton, and whenever I went in, one of the things I was most impressed with is they built a booth that converts to a stage and I was like, well, that may not be big enough. But then they have a second stage that, I mean, they can take out another booth and put the second stage up there. So a lot of these local restaurants that are coming in, they're starting to pick up on that. And maybe that, that's maybe that's the thing that's going to change. 
Maybe so, because, I mean, it's just so much talent out there that's just, you know, mind-blowing for this area. And that restaurant's going to be Rosado's in okay. Trenton, being built by Bob Wilson over there. Well, you got you have to see where they're coming from, though. It's risky at times. And, it, you know, it exposure like this helps, you know, because not everybody has a demo to hand out to these places. Right. But a, a bad bad music can definitely ruin their night you know i hear certainly i, I hear about it in places but you know what what y'all are doing here is great because you're getting these voices heard for those who want to hear it and exactly. um, you know it helps and it's available at any time online yeah. that's right just give them the link now can we hear your next song uh well i suppose so <laughs> <laughs> um let's see no, you have to talk about this one. You know, I handpicked it, you know, for several reasons, but, you know, being able to talk about it and where it came from. Um, here about two and a half years ago, I was blessed as a father. Uh, my son, Luke, was born, and um, needless to say, I wasn't getting much guitar playing done, or much writing for that matter. You know, you go through the early phases where you try to spend as much time as you can with him. And, um, you know, at night I'd get him up to feed him and I'd put him in his little rocker with his little rattles hanging there and he would sit there and I'd sit on the couch and um, I would I would turn on, and I don't, I guess it was what I was listening to at the time, but I would turn on like these Texas blues men, you know, like uh, Lightning Hopkins and uh, Mance Lipscomb were a couple and uh, Sunhouse. <laughs> and he would just lay back in this rocker and listen to these blues, you know, and just be completely content. I thought that was cool, and um, I was sitting there looking at him one night and then thought, you know, this is the inspiration that every songwriter looks for. I was like, this, here's my son sitting in front of me. I have to write a song about him, you know, and this song came out, you know, um, cleverly named Son. You know, it turns out that uh, writing the song was the easy part. <laughs> <laughs> but this is Son. This is for Luke. And the big days finally come We're Loading up the car and we're making phone calls Heading off to the hospital in a big rush The air is thick with anticipation Best wishes from folks we know The waiting room's full of family and friends Just waiting for you to say hello Well, your mama's gonna fuss and we're gonna decide What name you're gonna carry through life no matter what we decide to call you, I'm gonna call you son. Oh my goodness, don't they grow up fast? Every single moment is so sweet. From crying on your back to hopping on your feet, onesies and diapers to baseball cleats. But you think you're slick, but I know what you're gonna do, cause I've been there too. With scraped up knees and your untied shoes Notes from the teacher sent home from school Well if a little boy hasn't tried it It's because he hasn't thought of it yet 
Well, they're gonna call you a rascal, but I'm gonna call you son. Fast cars and girls, rock and roll guitars, and a running around. When memories are remembered, conveniently forgotten, until the embarrassing photos come out. And one day the great big world's gonna call, and like little birds do, you're gonna leave the nest. Look you in the eye and shake your hand, hug your neck and know that I've done my best. Hope you find that person who completes your soul and have a young and a two of your own. Well, they're gonna call you daddy, but I'm gonna call you son. No matter what they decide to call you, you'll always be my son. too the whole time he was playing it there's there was another song that kind of stuck out in my mind from when i was growing up it was a song uh, by bobby goldsboro i don't know if y'all have heard of him or not but he had a song called watching scotty grow and uh and that kind of reminds me of that song talking about his his little boy growing up and saying it's 13 o'clock on his mickey mouse watch and things like that and and uh so it's it's, it's kind of it's kind of cool you don't hear songs like that a whole lot but but you can tell when you're playing it and when you're singing it, you know, how true it is to you and how it, how it comes straight from your heart. Well, it may have come across a little rough there. Um, as much as I've played it, just practicing and trying to get over it, man, it still chokes me up every time. You know, I have to, I have to completely zone out from what it's about, you know, because right. it, it, it draws tears every single time, you know, thinking about my, my boy growing up. But anyway, and, I guess. And that right there is, is, is true music. And I, um, I, you know, I guess that's what makes it a good song. Heck, if it chokes me up, you know. Exactly. Whenever I met my wife and we were teenagers in high school, I used to tell her that whenever we had a kid one day, I wanted to name it like Frank Zappa named his kids, like name it Moon Unit or something like that. When Andy was coming along and Amber was big pregnant with him, we sat down one night and watched Rooster Cogburn. And not True Grit. I'm talking about the sequel, Rooster Cogburn. And he's asked, you know, how did your parents come up with the name Rooster? And he gives an explanation that his mama saw Rooster walking around the front yard strutting. And that's how he got the name Rooster. Whenever he came out, she thought he was strutting like a rooster in the yard. So Amber's pregnant. And, you know, they do a C-section, which gives the man a little bit of help and time out. Because they're going to drug her up. Well, why they drug? <laughs> why she's on drugs, uh, giving birth to this baby? Uh, they bring in a form right after he's born, the birth certificate form. So I get over there with the pen and I start filling it out. And Andy's name on his original birth certificate form was William Andrew Rooster Newman. That's what I named the boy. So 
unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, the nurse comes in to Methodist Germantown where Andy was born, comes into the room. Amber's passed out asleep. I've signed her name at the bottom of the birth certificate. <laughs> and she gets the birth certificate and she starts reading it on the way out the door. And about the time she hits the door, she starts to laugh and chuckle. And my sister and my mother jump up off the couch because they knew what I was planning to do. They said, wait just a minute. What are you taking over there? She said, well, it's the birth certificate. It's, it's the child's name. They said, let us see that before you walk out the door with it. My mother woke Amber up from this medicated coma that she was in <laughs> and said, you better get a hold of Brandon because he just named your child Rooster. Amber turns around and says, no, 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 that's not true. And I'm just sitting over in the corner smiling like, well... <laughs> His kinda, name, kind of, sort of. His name might be Rooster. And the funny thing about that now is Andy's terrified of chickens. <laughs> I have no idea where that comes from. Maybe it was the first fight he ever heard us have, but uh, he's terrified of birds. And that's really all I can say about that subject. We can't segue. Somebody come up with something else to say because that's... You mentioned that she's going to talk about later about maybe some of the up-and-coming artists that, that's maybe got some straps from me and things like that. Yes, um... One of my favorites was, uh, his name is uh, Christian Lee Hudson, H-U-T-S-O-N, and uh, he was from Los Angeles, but he was living in Nashville for a bit, you know, trying that market out, and uh, actually shared the stage with him at the tavern one night, and I think uh, I think my band ended up opening for him. He and I stood, stayed in touch. Uh, I sent him on a four-month tour of the country, with a you know a custom strap that's you know just his name down the front and very pretty but i mean he's he's proud of it and uh it's actually he's actually done a tour in europe recently wearing that really? strap and that's awesome he uh <laughs> i was excitedly telling my wife that um you know I've, i finally had a strap make it to europe you know this is great and so they're touring she says well how do you make it to europe <laughs> and I was like, I, what you I, I do? don't know. I guess I write better songs. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you, I think your songs are great. Yeah, thank you. I don't, I don't see a thing wrong with your songs at all. And the, the mix of it is just wonderful. But exactly. there's a the another one of my favorite ones is um, a guy named Pee Wee Moore out of um, Chattanooga. It's a really um, outlaw country kind of a thing. Pee Wee Moore and the Awful Dreadful Snakes, and. Um, you know, he was up for some uh, some awards. I think it was a Maripolitan, maybe is what they're calling their music. You know, he was another good, you know, hard traveling, up and coming musician. And um, those are the those are the ones I really like to help out because they really appreciate it. You know, and well, those who who want to get a hold of your music, where can they find it? Um, I've got a Facebook page that will link you up just about anywhere you want to go, and it's uh, www.facebook.com slash music. They can find your shows. They can find your songs there. They can. Um, I've got two albums on iTunes, mainly Spotify, and just about anywhere else you can stream music. You know, I'm, I'm, right. I'm getting <laughs> – I look at my um, – Printouts, you know, my sheets where it's getting played, and it's you know it's coming up in places I didn't even know existed. You know, oh, exactly. streaming sites are just exactly. they keep popping up. You know, there's Pandora, and it's out there. Okay, so you so you are on Pandora also. Yes, I'm gonna say that I am. <laughs> I'm supposed to be there. <laughs> like I said, you know, talking about that the music's popping up in places you wouldn't expect it, and 
this show, last time I checked, we was already in 27 states and five other countries. And, uh, you know, and that's not bad at all for a show that hadn't been, you know, hadn't been online no longer than we've been on. But, uh, you know, I always want to make sure that people know where to get the music because this music is, you know, everything we've had on the show has been wonderful and great. And it's not something you're going to walk into Walmart and buy. Yeah, you I'm know, getting to where after we hear people on the show, I'm searching for their music after we get done. I'm going to be honest with you. Since we've started the show, I honestly don't know that I've had my FM radio turned on. Um, I've listened to a lot of Daniel's stuff on, on like he said, Spotify. Um, I'm listening to a lot of people on SoundCloud, uh, Reverb Nation, you know, Pandora, uh, local internet radio stations, you know, like Hub City that's that's coming up now in, in Jackson. And, uh, and, and it's great to hear all this fresh sounds that are out there instead of having the same 40 songs crammed down your throat all the time. You know, it's like we're going to pick out 40 songs. We're going to put them on repeat. That's all you're going to hear all day long. You know, hey, and, uh, and, and, 15 and just, times an well, hour. Yeah, and like, as I was going back saying, you know, when I suffered through the 90s and completely rebelled against it, it was just the same 40 songs over and over. Yeah, it's a breaky heart. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that was breaky, breaky heart, friends in low places. I'm pretty sure that was the catalyst. Exactly. Well, before we close out with this last song, I'm gonna go ahead and get our get our spots in, then I'm gonna let you tell us a little bit about this song as we close out. You can check our show out on TennesseeBackPorch.Podbean.com. Um, all of our episodes are on there at any time. We are also we've been picked up by TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio. And also the new Hub City Radio out of Jackson, Tennessee. On TuneIn, you just type in the back porch. It'll pull us up, and you can stream any episode that you want. Same thing with Stitcher. Also, uh, you know, please go out and support your local musicians. Um, go to our well page. You know, if you like what you hear, give us a donation. Um, we also ask that you go out and support all your local musicians. Buy as much of their music as you possibly can because... Uh, you know, if they don't get support, they're not going to just hang around and keep doing it. But And if you like the show, we've got plenty in the archives. Go back and listen to one of our old shows to pick up some other uh, great-sounding artists that have come through. Uh, we keep all of our shows archived there so that you can go back and pick them up anytime you like something. You can listen to it over and over again. Exactly. And also, um, you know, if, if you're looking to book an artist that has been on our show in the past or Daniel or anybody that's appeared on the back porch and you really don't know how to get a hold of them, all you got to do is go to our webpage and send us an email and we'll help you get a hold of anybody that's been on our show. If you want to know where to find their music and you can't find it, let us know. Find us on Facebook at the back porch. You can search us there, the back porch with Jay and Brandon. We're also on Twitter as well. So Last night we got scrolled across a, uh, a water tower here in town. We paid a teenager to climb it, write her name on it. <laughs> but we're going to go out and we're going to play this last recorded song from Daniel. And uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about this song. Uh, this song is uh, called A Little Less Lonely. And um, it's lucky to be here. Honestly, it came at a time where I think I had like four or five maybe songs that I was able to play live. And I just, I had a melody and I said, just going to, I'm just going to write down the first thing that comes to mind. And, you know, this is what it is. If you'll notice, the the words don't rhyme. It's just a narrative, and but it's hung around for eight years, and I keep playing it, so I guess it was okay. All right. I've listened to that song several times okay. already. So it's it's actually the, the title 
track for the the first album that I did with uh, the Do Right Daddies. Well, we're going to close out on this song. We want to thank you for being here with us today. We thank Andy Newman from Andy Chad for being here with us today. That was fun. Check out Andy Chad. It's a great show. You might even find me on there. Yeah, I I think he did interview you one time. Well, thank you for listening to the Back Porch and Jay and Brandon today, and we hope that you've enjoyed this music. Please support your local musicians. Have a good day.
that can help me make it through. I need a little less lonely and a little more you. Y'all come back now, you hear?